You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. agree that it's important to be in this place of gratitude, in this place of thanksgiving. And uh, one of the things we took note of is that the nine didn't lose their healing. Very important to note. Because you know, if they lost their healing, like what's so noted on Sunday, they would immediately find Jesus. And this time around, when he heals them, they will keep thanking him, okay? But there are things that happen in this world that don't have immediate, you know, consequences and not, you know, uh, do this and do that immediately. But we noted that the man who came back, there was something different, you know, for him and the same thing with us as we grow in this Thanksgiving with God. That God was pleased. Praise the Lord. That God was pleased. And we, we can mention that without also mentioning the, one of the things we learned on Sunday. That Jesus didn't command them to come back. Like we've, you know, reminded ourselves that he expected them to think. Okay? So, to please God is beyond the commandments. Praise the Lord. So, if I'm still at a level where I'm asking, uh, where did the Bible say I cannot smoke? Where did the Bible say I cannot do this? You see, I'm still on the wrong side. And you know, a lot of people are on that side. But the question we want to be asking now, because of what God has done for us, is interesting how the Holy Spirit is just doing this. Because I think it was last week we looked at Romans 12. Can we look at Romans 12, 1 again? 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Is it by the commandment of God? By the mercies. I beseech you therefore, brethren, because of the mercies of God. Not because of his commandment. Praise the Lord. Because of God's mercy, because of what he has done for me. That's what Paul is saying here. I beg you, because of the mercy God has shown you, I beg you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. He's not saying that God demands. You know, under Levitical law, there are sacrifices that are demanded. And then there are sacrifices, I don't have the details now. There are sacrifices that are demanded by God. Then there are sacrifices that are left to you to make. One of them is this whole burnt offering. This is the sacrifice that a person makes. In, he's saying, I, I fully consecrate myself. The closest to it, you know, that I can remember is the law of slaves. Is that when a man's slave has served and he's supposed to be free, the man is going to call the slave and say, you're free. But the slave can say, for the time I've served you, you have been such a good master that I exercise the freedom I have to continue to serve you. Are you seeing it now? And everything God puts in the law is a mirror to teach us about what, you know, is happening in the spirit. Now, what that says is this. You and I now, as children of God, the redeemed of the Lord, based on our experiences with God, He expects that we will now say to him, who better to consecrate our lives to? And that's what Paul was saying here. He says, I beg you, by the mercies of God, that you present 
your bodies are living sacrifice, holy. Okay? Acceptable to God. Now, that takes us to where it is. Do, have I come to know God's dealings with me enough to say to him, I give my all to you? Have I caught that revelation? Has my eyes been opened that I know that God, based on what he has done, we use the illustration sometime, I think it was last Wednesday, where the relationship between a man and a woman, a man spends enough money on a lady and the lady is receiving these gifts. Before you know it, the lady will throw herself for the man. It's automatic. You understand? So for the people here, please don't receive beyond what is reasonable. There is a point he will get to say, oh, God, take, keep your thing. Because the, the husband man, what? Is going to be a partaker. You cannot sow and not trip. It's a law of God. Every time the man is just doing everything for you. Before you know it, you just say, oh, God, they do for you too. Okay, so Paul says here, because of the message, where, what we're trying to capture here is that it's not the commandment. He says, which is your reasonable? Reasonable means what? When you think it, when you process it, this is what you will do. You understand? So when people ask some questions, you know, why can't I do this? Why, can't, why must I do that? Why must I? You know, one of the ones that is in the front burner, why should I give tithe? Why should I? Ask yourself, sit down and ask yourself, open your books. Ask yourself questions. Praise the Lord. By the mercies of God, because of the mercies, surrender your life to him. Give us verse 2, please. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the wind. It says, then you will prove. So why do we do that? Because if God is this good, just like this, if I give him more of me, what am I going to get? I'm going to get more of his goodness. That's what it says here. It says that you may prove. What is that good, acceptable, and perfect? That you may validate it. That you may enter into the experience of that goodness of God. So anybody that encounters God and has a genuine experience with God will want to please him. That's where I'm going. Nobody who has met God wants to remain on the edge. Minimum level of engagement. Nobody who who has met God. It's It's a manifestation of lack of knowledge of God because when we know this God you want to be sure that your life is in his hands your health is in his hands your finances are in his hands your marriage is, is everything and how do you do that how do you take that further thank you Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is already giving me one that we can use as an illustration is to throw yourself into his hands okay let's look at uh, um, um, Abraham Abraham walked with God and um, God said to him you know, get out of your country, out of your father's house to a land that I'm going to show you. And Abraham got out and, you know, started following God. And we know the experiences he had when um, Sodom was attacked and he went and rescued Lord. We saw all the things he had with the uh, kings of Egypt when they wanted to take his wife from him and all of that. We saw the time that he got into um, Hagar and had Ishmael. We saw when there was a contention and God sent out, asked him to send Ishmael out. We saw now finally God gives him Isaac. And there is joy everywhere. Praise the Lord. He's so happy. God has really given him what he wanted. And then the Bible says, after these things, God tested Abraham. Okay, Genesis 22. And what was the test? He said, Abraham, he said, here I am. 
And he said to him, Abraham, take now your only son, Isaac, whom you love. He says what? And go and offer to him, you know, whom you love, and go to the land of man, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. That's not an easy test. Praise the Lord. Every time I think about it, it's not an easy test. But now I just saw what happened. Praise God. Abraham has seen so much of God's goodness. Are you with me? He has seen so much of God's goodness that he knew that as long as it's between me and this God, I can never have a bad experience. That was it. That's why the Bible tells us in the New Testament that Abraham concluded that God was what? Able to raise him from the dead. That's not law. There's no, in fact, it's against God's law for human sacrifice. Okay? So, but the desire Abraham had not to displease God was what made him go. Up to the last point, here his, testament, his statement. When uh, uh, Isaac asked, ah, this is the wood, this is the knife, where is the lamb? What did he answer? He said, God will provide for himself. That's a man that had a revelation of the goodness of God. Brethren, Christianity begins to be beautiful when you catch a revelation of the goodness of your father. Praise the Lord. Because everything, you know, when I was younger, I, I would hear my mom, you know, talking with people, and they say it's temptation. I used to wonder, somebody's sick, they say it's temptation. Somebody doesn't have money, they say it's temptation. I used to wonder, somebody's sick, the person is sick. Somebody doesn't have money, the person is broke. Somebody, you know, whatever is, that's what it is. Do you understand? But now I'm hearing myself say the same thing. Do you know why it's temptation? Because all those things will come and pass. Do you understand? They are made to shift you from a destination. And that destination is God. So all that happens in this world is temptation or there are temptations to shift you from a core belief in this God who is faithful, who is alpha and what? Omega, who is beginning and what end? You don't fail until you miss God at the end. Anybody, we all began from God. Do you understand? The only failure a person can fail in life is if at the end of his life he misses God. That means he has come from Alpha, but he missed Omega. That's why everything is temptation. It's a shaking to shake you off from where you're destined. Your, dest your destiny is in God. The starkest of unbelievers living in the world today has a destiny in God. And like we learned today, any time, at any point in time in their lives or in our lives, anybody's, that you believe God, God is good and who continues. The Bible says today is what? The day of salvation. It doesn't matter how you have lived your life. If today you call on that God, from today, salvation will come. And if you follow him, you will now end up a success because you end up with Omega. Praise the Lord. So Abraham said, you can imagine it, brothers and sisters. Your only son, take him and go, and he went. Actually raised the knife. What was in his head? Is it this God that spoke to me? He's a good God. And brethren, think about it now. Uh, what was the conclusion of Satan's conversation with Adam and Eve? He's a bad God. Why did God say you shouldn't eat it? Ah, that one, that particular tree. 
That's the one that will make you wise. That's the one that will make you to be like God. So immediately, Adam and Eve saw that in, their, in the eyes of Satan, that God was keeping something from them. When a child of God gets into the revelation, it doesn't matter your financial, your you know, marital, your you know, uh, emotion, that God is good to me. He loves me. I tell you, joy will abound. Strength will abound. Victory will be certain in the name of Jesus Christ. So a journey into pleasing God begins with revelation of his goodness. It will transform your life. It's as simple, but it's powerful. That God is good. You know, what, what will make you do some things for somebody? You say this person, ah, no, this person is so nice. I can't do this to this person. Isn't it? What will make you endure? It's, it's, just, it's just that feeling. This person is so good. I will trust him. Now, what does the Bible say? Let's look at uh, faith. What the Bible say, talks in, in, in faith. Hebrews 11. Let's start from uh, maybe verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. 5 and 6 now. It says, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because god had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony what was his testimony this is before the law so when people are saying the law and that this is before the law he had this testimony that he pleased god now look at what god now begins to say verse 6 says but without faith it is what impossible to please him can you see that our journey is beyond keeping commandment our journey is to please him you know there's this argument that um is coming up now and i really don't want to get into it because i, I don't know what to say but is this argument of you know um ivf and all of that and you know can i i, I should do this and i shouldn't do that and i shouldn't do that the issue is this is it of faith if God appears to you in the night, says, I am the almighty God. Walk down before me and be blameless. Are you going to do it? If Jesus comes and says to you, you know, there's nothing I won't do for you. Look at the nail mark in my hands. The step you take in response to that level of commitment to you, what are you going to do? Are you still going to say, I, I, I don't want to die and not have a child. I don't want to... Are you going to do that? Or even the businessman. You know, some persons, the, the type of things that move us you know, as men can also be very serious. Age grade. Eh? Your father will soon die. Where will the burial take place? That mud house that your grandfather built. You can put yourself under so much pressure. I get what I'm saying. But when you understand that life is beyond all of that, and like we've learned here, people of God, if you don't get anything, get this tonight. God knows why he permitted what he permitted for you. God knows why he blocked what he blocked from you. This is not to scare anybody, okay? But it's information, and it's true. One man lost his wife recently with triplets, full term, married for, I think, about 13 years or so. They've been doing all kinds of things to get the babies. The babies came. The woman was admitted into the, in the hospital, I think, third month. 
So she stayed about six months in the hospital. At delivery, the babies came out, died. The woman died. A pastor, not unbeliever. Now, there are some things you don't know. There are cases, you see, there are children that have killed their parents. Do you understand? You don't know. You don't know. I must get there. I must go there. I must go there. Do you know where that's where the enemy has built the perfect trap to finish you before your time? And God is not allowing you to go. I've told us here my testimony. The way I wanted to go to America, God loves me. I'm telling you. If I'd gone to America when I wanted to go to America, hmm, this is how I'll be walking. <laughs> I won't be walking straight because the type of guy, oh no, you don't understand. The type of guy, when I was, I'll be watching movies, I'll be looking and saying, this guy's guy is not enough. The type of guy I wanted to... I went to American Embassy two times. They bounced me. The first time they bounced me, I wasn't married. So I said, maybe. The second time I was now married, newly married. Okay? There was money. I had money in the U.S. investments. I had money in Nigeria. I had my... I was working in the bank. I got a letter. Everything was ready. The guy looked at everything, which was true, and said, you're lying. (laughs) He said to me, I don't believe you. God is merciful. He gave me my documents and I started thanking God. I had gotten born again, just, you know, we had gotten born again. I started thanking God. And when I spoke to people, I said, they will give me visa and I will not go to the embassy. It never happens. But do you know it happened for me? Because God knew at that stage in my marriage, if I had gone, Momichi would have been single parent somebody somewhere now. I'm telling you, oh no. The kind of girls I would have seen there. I won't be able to handle it now. God who loves me. John, he's, he's shutting some things out for you. I won't exchange going to the moon that time for what God has done for me. When we now finally went to America, we went together. They made sure they gave me insurance. Say, okay, you're finally going to go, but she'll be by your side. So when I look, I'll see she's here. She, she's here. Oh, Akata will not carry me and go. Mba. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just don't know. You just don't know. Don't kill yourself for anything. God loves you. There's a portion for you. Listen. Praise God. You know the thing is that I told my wife, I remember one other advert I've not told you. There's one pen, Pastor Chris, I don't know if you remember it. It was blue. When we are much smaller, I think it's Panta or something. No, it's not big. No, it's not elegant. Is it that pronto? One funny name. They came out. Big was the popular one there. So they used to advertise the pen those days. I think I was in primary school. When they write to the pen, write, write. The person will remove his hand. The pen will continue writing. My parents had to buy me that pen. So I sat down. And I wrote, wrote, left the pen. It fell. (laughs) You people, you know, it's not I'm understanding. What they meant was that it was flowing easily. Do you understand? I will write, try, try, remove my hand. The thing will fall. I say, what's going on here? <laughs> what am I trying to say? Advertisement will, will just finish your life. Do you know why many of us are dissatisfied? The Spirit of God said to me, many times that you've wanted this change, you really didn't want the change because what you had wasn't working. 
You wanted the change because they are showing you something else. The reason you think you need more money is not that God is not sustaining you. It's that if you get more money, you can now do what this person is doing. It was not an innate desire. It was put there. You want this. Why do you want this? Not because there is a lack. It's because there is a greed. There is a lust. Now God who loves you has said he gives you all things what? To enjoy. So if it's good for you, he will give it to you. It's as simple as that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not prosperity is good. We need money. Do you understand? Everything part of the prayer. I said, God, I want to attend a wedding, I want to conduct wedding, and somebody's going to call me for wedding very soon. In Jesus' name. Many people. Weddings are beautiful. I want all of that. Baby, do you understand? We want it. But you see, God wants it more for us. That's what I'm trying to say. So, and if he wants it more for us, why should I displease him to go for what he wants for me? That's all I'm trying to say. It's that level where God is so good. I can't displease him. And our Lord Jesus Christ taught us that. Praise the Lord. Okay, let let me just say this. Let's have this understanding before we go on. 1 Corinthians 10. Because there's also this misconception, you know, that we have as children of God that God needs to bless me in a particular way before I'm blessed. But I'm going to show you. First Corinthians 10, I'll read from verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. He said, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. He says, now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. He says, therefore, know this now. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. You know, we quote the scripture, but I'm seeing why it was added here. Now, these people, imagine you wake up in the morning, you see special star leading you. Sorry, in the night, light comes. When sun comes out, a special cloud, the whole place is bright, a special cloud just comes on top of you. Everything you want, you're getting it. What are you going to be thinking? You're thinking you're standing. You're solid. I and God, we are like this. Okay? But look at what verse 5 said. Verse 5 said, even though, what verse 5 was trying to say is this. Even though God blessed them, he was not pleased with them. So, brothers and sisters, that somebody, unquote, is blessed does not mean God is pleased with him. I get what I'm saying. They ate the spiritual food. They were under the cloud. All those things happened. But God was not pleased with them. Were either children or parents or something. Are parents pleased with all their children? Are all children pleased with their parents? But does it deny the relationship? No. God is God. 
How many of us have seen the golden cars in Dubai? Those people, the way they are playing with money, God must really be pleased with them. Is that? Uh-huh. Do you understand? Now, if that is so, it means being, God being pleased with me cannot be measured by my external circumstances. But it gets more interesting. Praise the Lord. Do you know that when God is pleased with you, okay, praise God. How many of us grew up in large families? Okay. Now, you realize that when you're growing up, if your father loves you more than, well, no, let me not say loves you. If your father delights in you, let me use that one, more than your siblings, who do they send on more errands? Who does he call when he has guests? Who is not allowed now to enjoy, unquote, like the other children? So, at that point, <laughs> you're getting it now. At that point, the children who were less loved, unquote, had more blessings. They had their free time. Who did the father scold more when he made a mistake? It was that one. You know why? Because God now puts a special delight in you. You know why that is so? If I don't care about you, how many of us have giving people things that we don't care about people ask you for you just give them but if you care about somebody if you give him you add advice tomorrow you ask him how is he going and the person says, why is it because you're not delighted no it's because when you're pleased with somebody you now look beyond the person's noun you bring the person into partnership that's what happens with most of us and you know these things are in the bible for us praise god what does Jesus say happens to the... John 15, you can put it for us on the screen. John 15 verse 1, he says that the father is the vine dresser. I say I'm the vine, the father is the vine dresser. The branch in me that does not bear fruit, that branch is untampered with you. Where they cut it off from is actually the trunk. Thank it's from the trunk they cut it off. As far as the branch is concerned, nothing happens to it. I get in the picture now. But the branch that bears fruit, even though it's still attached to the trunk, you go the same way. That's the one that they're cutting off his leaves. Uh, why? Because this branch, God looks at it and says, there's potential. I have a plan for this branch. So the allowance that is left, the one that is cut off, they cut off the other one and just leave it. Is there? Over time, it will away. But the one that God has an interest in, it doesn't permit it to do anything. It's trimming it. It's pruning it. That branch will be crying. What kind of thing is this? Look at the other branch. We woke up this morning. All of us had leaves. Now they've removed all my leaves. Vine dresser, what I did is because you can only see, the branch can only see a few days. But by the next season, the branch that was cut off is no longer existing. By the next season, the branch that was pruned, what does it have? It has fruits. God is looking for fruits in the lives of those he finds pleasure in. He can give you toys, but toys solve no problem. Remember, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me what, so send I you. Let's look at Isaiah 53, verse 10. He said, yet it pleased the Lord to do what? To bruise him. Who is the Bible talking about here? It's talking about Jesus. It pleased the Father to bruise the Son. He says he has put him to grief. Some of us, are, if we had our way, things wouldn't be the way they are. But 
the way things are is giving somebody pleasure. If we had a way, things wouldn't be there. But the way things are is giving your father pleasure. Because in that situation, you're representing him. He says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. But that's not the end of the story. He says, when you make his soul, that soul an offering. Jesus has been offered for sin for all of us, right? So he's no longer for sin now. But when that soul now gives its life, it says there's going to be a seed. He will prolong his days. And what is now going to happen again now? The same person that he pleased the Lord to bruise, the pleasure of the Lord will now come through him or her. That's why some of us are not free. Do you understand? You're not free. You know why? God wants to find pleasure through you. If it was all about me and my wife and children, my life would be totally different. But God now says, please, can we do partnership? And he gets into your case. That's when you now see that uh, you can't do as you want. But what begins to happen is that before the story is over, life will be flowing through you. Making many rich. Bringing many to salvation. Being the reason somebody didn't commit suicide. Being the reason somebody jacks herself up and says, how can I be like this? Look at sister so. Look at brother so. What has happened? The grief that the Lord, it pleased the Lord to pass through you is now bringing forth fruit. Why? Because you became a source of pleasure to him. And he said, by you, many others will come to know me. That's what it is. I mean, what better offer can be given to us? Praise the Lord. What better offer? Look at the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 3, 16 and 17. You know, at this point, when Jesus was being baptized, he had lived for almost 30 years on earth. Okay? As a man. So when he had been baptized, the Bible said, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God, descending like a dove, alighting upon him. And what happened? He says, a voice came from heaven saying, what? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You can be a son. You can even be a beloved son. And the father's heart is grieving over you. But you can be a beloved son that brings delight to the father. The two are not automatic. It's in the nature of the father to love you. It's your privilege to please him. That's what is shown us here. So Jesus is the beloved son who is pleasing the beloved father. And if you look at it now, what happened is later in the same Matthew, something else happens. Matthew 17, 17 verse 5. Let's see what happened there. In Matthew 17 verse 5, the same statement, but with an addition. It says, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud. Have you wondered, why is this the only thing the father is speaking over Jesus with witnesses? That's the greatest testimony a man a woman can have. Somebody say, I claim it. <laughs> because, you see, Jesus owned the world. What else can he own, sir? The pleasure of the father. What could God bless Jesus with? Gold? The whole earth? No, that was the greatest blessing. So here, what happened? He says, and the voice came again and said, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. You know the next statement? I endorse him. <laughs> you know, like the American advert will say, he said, I'm Obama and I endorse this message. He said, I'm God. I endorse what he's saying to you. Do you know God is saying that over human beings today? 
This is the blessing. This is the exclusivity of God's love and pleasure. All his creation he loves. But to say, hear him, hear her. To introduce you as my representative. To send someone to you to minister to. To send someone to you to be a witness to. It means God looked at his record and said, I have a rep in that place. Brethren, there is no greater joy, no greater honor, no greater privilege. But how do we enter here? It's not by saying, how many, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I've kept this, I've kept this. No. It's to continually look at him. He will like this. He won't like this. You know, for some time now we've been talking about marriage. What makes a marriage beautiful? Very simple. If the two are in competition to outplease one another, that marriage will be too sweet. It's as simple as that. The same way they started. Nobody before marriage wanted to show the partner Pepe. How come is it that it's after marriage that you now have Pepe to show? Before marriage, oh, a baby. Do you understand? It's as simple as that. In your employment, when you're going for the interview, nobody goes for an interview and says, why did you people keep me for this long? He's just smiling. Ah, we're sorry for delay. <laughs> delay care. But when the job starts, that's when you know, ah, I don't know what I do here. What, we, we mentioned on, on Sunday, please don't take that for granted. Don't lose appreciation of where you're working. It will affect your productivity. It will affect your productivity. Even if you want to leave, Thank God they gave you the opportunity. And where you're going to go to, you're going to stand on your experience there. Don't say, yeah, yeah, people, all of that. It's going to affect your productivity. And now, employers and interviewers have become smarter. When they listen to what you say about where you're coming from, they know that in the next five years, even if they employ, that's what you'll be saying about them. Simple. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, I think we can pray, right? What do I want? I want God to be pleased with me constantly. Why? Because when he's pleased with me, he will send me. He will endorse me. Do you understand? When he's pleased with me, I know that my story can't end in shame. Do you understand? It's as simple. My story can't end in shame. When he's pleased with you, Abba, he has put his name on. You become a God brand ambassador. God brand ambassador. You're not just creation. We all eat indomie, but we don't. We are not paid for eating indomie, right? Some people are their brand ambassadors, so they pay them for eating indomie. Let's rise on our feet. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us because now we've gone from commandment. It's going to be different languages. So, Lord, speak to me in my language. Do you understand? I just want to please you. You know where I am. I want to please you. I sense somebody tonight, what I know somebody has heard, is that God is doing something with you. You're asking God to do something for you. God has heard you. But it's different because he wants to do something with you. If God had no plan for you, he would have done what exactly you wanted just that way. But he wants to do something with you. That's why it's not just that straightforward. But tonight you're saying to the Lord, okay, I understand now. How do I please you? Remember some time ago you said, how do I get God who can do all things? Who cannot be forced to do? They've told us, he said, delight yourself. Lord, how do I delight you? Let, I want the thoughts of my name. You just hear my name, you're happy. 
Lord, how can I? Should I take a thousand songs and sing to you? Should I write you a beautiful poem? Lord, help me. Tell him, Lord, I love you. I may not have been the best, but tonight I'm coming. I put my trust in you. Child of God, every prayer you have prayed, God heard you and he loves you. And he wants to show you that love. Lord, help me to position myself. Let me have this testimony. Even now that I give you pleasure. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Okay, so we'll take this prayer. There's this prayer I've been wanting us to pray for about how many services now? But tonight we're going to take it. I think we're now ready for it. Job 22. We, we are all familiar with it. Just turn it to your Bible. You're going to see why he's, he prepared us at this point. Job 22 verse 21 says, Now, acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Tell your neighbor, that means calm down. That means relax. It says, thereby good will come. Receive please instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. It says, if you return to the Almighty, you'll be built up. You remove iniquity. Iniquity won't be. Notice that tonight we didn't talk about sin. Did we talk about sin tonight? You know why? How can, I, how can we be talking about sin? As much as I like pastries, I like bread, meat pie, you know, banana cake, and all those things. I like them a lot. But there's a type of snail I saw in Nikon one time. I ate the snail, you see? And I lost appetite for pastries. There is... <laughs> Iniquity is there because I've not caught a revelation of the beauty of holiness. When you catch a revelation of the beauty, where Onan, angel of death, is with knife, he's not running. When a man's heart is clean, what price will you pay for that? Five minutes compromise. Some bling, some picture on Instagram with the dress that they bought for you. Iniquity is, is not mentioned. When, when you know, oh Lord, help me. I'm a man. Mamichi, you need to come and talk to the women. Do you understand? I've told us here. This girl I'm marrying is God's daughter. No man beats the wife or treats the wife harshly in the father-in-law's house. Would they do it? Do you know that the whole world is your father-in-law's house? So, I've told, I've told her and I'm telling the way I treat mommy Chi is not because of her alone. Wonderful. But my father-in-law. Do you understand? My father-in-law, God. I have to take care of the wife in a way that my father-in-law say that's a good son-in-law. I get it what I'm saying. It's, do you understand? So, let, let, let me just finish. I don't waste that time. It says you remove iniquity far. You won't hide it under. You remove it far. You'll be running from it. Okay. It says, then you will lay your gold in the dust. And the gold of offer among the stones of the brooks. I'll, I'll jump because that's not where, where I want us to go. It says, the Almighty will become your gold and your precious silver. Then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. It's from 27 I'm going to. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you. Brethren, let me explain this to you. The Bible says money answers all things. The shop has to be opened. You have to know what it is you want. Eh? Abby? The thing has to be a product that is produced. 
That means you'll buy. But do you know the power of you make a prayer? How much is a, an assurance that your prayer will be heard? How much can they pay for that? A Simon by Jesus said, let me give you money. Give me this ability to be a conduit between God and man. That's what we are talking about. Giving God pleasure. You become a conduit. They save by you. You become a witness in your family. You become a witness in your family. You become an example. God says, okay, who do I have there? Go, let my servant Job pray for you. Kisha ta 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 ta. Do you understand? He said you will make your prayer. He said the prayer of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord. But he delights in the prayer of the righteous. That's a location. That's a rank. Let's move on. He said you pay your vows. 29. Praise the Lord. 29 says when they cast you down. And you say what? So you come out with words. You say it. Exaltation will come. And what will happen? He said he will save. The last one. This is the one I love. And I have a testimony in this one. It says he will even deliver one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by what? The purity of your hands. <laughs> I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to this testimony i remember that made me start singing that song the first time i saw the scripture i didn't know it the lord the holy spirit led it led me to it in 1997 abacha was still the uh, head of state then i don't know what happened in enugu but he sent his uh, secret police and they picked up people for some reason maybe uh, pirates confraternity and all of that my eldest brother was also part of it and they picked him up and a lot of people and I was also parish confraternity, but you know, I left and, and they didn't pick them because they were engaged. They just got a list and picked through in the prison, no charge. And if you know Nigeria, then there was decrease, decrease, and there were decrees and there were decrees. They can just put you in and then that's the end. So it was when I was praying for my brother for his release that God took me to the scripture and you know, all the people that were put in. And I started praying with it. I started praying with it. Do you know that somehow, I don't know how it happened, no trial, nothing. They just dumped them there, forgot them weeks, months. Some special decrees, whatever, whatever, whatever. Based on this scripture, the same way they picked them, they just came and said, all of you can go. Brethren, for a man to have 
this thing with God is priceless. And you don't know when you're going to need it. He was a former PA, former PA to government. No connection could help. It was almost like someone involved in a, a, a coup or mutiny case. Anybody who goes becomes a suspect. There was nothing anybody could do. He just had to take, what would this people do? No charge. Not as if they were meeting. He was no longer even into it. Nothing. Just, you know, some crazy person just gathered them, put them there. It says he would deliver one who is not. Look at it there. It's not that you make them, you know, he will deliver one who is not innocent. He will look at it because of you. That's where you want to be. That's where we want to be. And based on this, we say, even our nation, Nigeria, we have sinned against you, but mercy, oh Lord. Somebody, you can take this moment and pray for your family. And pray for some, whoever it is, ask the Lord, Lord, as I enter into this place of union with you, where I begin to give you pleasure. Not just obeying in commands, but give you pleasure. Lord, please save my brother. Lord, save my sister. Deliver my parent. Intervene for my country. Save, oh Lord. Transform my children. That is what God says. I will do it. He said concerning Phinehas. Because of this thing you Phinehas has done, I make a covenant of peace. Not just with you. Your descendants after you. They have entered into this covenant. Because of this that you have done. Father, this is our prayer. We just want you. We just want to please you. We just want to live in your presence. We want to be those people that will give you pleasure. Somebody pray for your finances. Pray for your business. Pray for your workplace. Lord, because of you, even this organization, make a case. Make a difference. Father, we thank you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenal Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.